0: Two retired Fort Campbell generals are on a mission to help get the Wings of Liberty Museum off the ground. Brian Winsky and Scott Brower stopped by this week to give Katie and Charlie an update on the massive museum, which will be the biggest between New Orleans and Chicago, and is now set for an opening in 2025. Clarksville's conversation is powered by f Bank. Well, Katie, we've
1: yes. talked
2: about the Wings of Liberty Museum before.
1: I love that museum. I am so excited that the state is finally going to step up and make that happen.
2: There's a lot of partners, but there's mm-hmm. no one better to hear the details from than our guest today.
1: Oh, how lucky are we to have these two here? Well, I mean, we're
2: pretty lucky. Uh-huh. Look at them smiling. Welcome, guys. Thanks for being here. Charlie,
3: Katie, great to be here. Yeah.
0: Thanks for having us.
1: So I was going to tell this story off, and I thought I'd save it, but when I very first moved here, it was in '07. I had really never even spent much time on a military installation. When I went out there and someone said, we have to give you a tour of the museum. And I was so privileged and to this day, I've not forgotten it, that I kind of got my own private tour. So I had someone that got to walk me around, talk about the history, show me some of the other stuff. And I have just since that day, because I love history anyway, been a huge fan because um, I feel like I kind of got a glimpse to what it could be. And um, now I'm like, we got everybody's got to go see it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the, the Pratt Museum's great. Um, yeah. You know, they, they did a great job renovating that a few years back, but it's just too small to mm-hmm. really capture everything that we want to uh, showcase in terms of uh, the decades and decades of history of the 101st, 5th Special Forces Group, and the 160th. So uh, that's the seed corn. Uh, we need a much larger facility, all of that the artifacts and displays that you see in Pratt will eventually move over along with a number of uh, ones that we've built that better capture the history of these, these three great units.
1: Well, that's just it. There's, I mean, so much history and the 101st and all the other installations out there have been involved in so many things over the years that I think that by having it set up the way it is that, you know, not to mention the men and women that have served their families. It's just a destination. It's just a destination for everybody to come and be proud.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we want we want yeah. this to be home to all our veterans. You know, when they uh, serve here, they're really proud of it. Mm-hmm. They're obviously very proud as veterans in their communities all over the United States. And uh, this is going to be part of the draw to bring them back to their Army home here at Fort Campbell uh, to visit and uh, reflect and, and uh, you know enjoy some comradeship with their friends that come along with them.
0: You know, I think another piece of it, too, right, and, and clearly we want our veterans to come back. But but for the rest of America mm-hmm. to see and learn and understand what it is. That our military does on their behalf um we we want to educate them as well right so that part of touching the rest of americans um is a very big piece of this as well
3: you know you bring up a great point the challenge with pratt also is it's right in the middle of fort campbell mm-hmm. and it's very difficult to get there because of all the security uh you know the security apparatus around the installation um what's going to be unique about the wings of liberty museum is that it'll be on federal property, but accessible directly from 41A. Mm-hmm. So America's public, it'll it'll better communi- uh, yeah. communicate and connect uh, the public with, with what we do on Fort Campbell and with all three units.
1: You know, some of the uh, military memorials out there, like let's just say the Vietnam Wall, I mean, they've proven that even if you don't ha- know a name on that wall, people will travel just to go honor those soldiers. And I kind of like in this museum to be in that opportunity, something where people are going to want to come honor The men and women who have served, even if they didn't know any of them, it's just part of our history.
3: That the mission of this museum mm-hmm. is to honor the legacy and the history of the 101st Airborne Division and the 101st Airborne Division Air Assault, 5th Special Forces Group, and the 160th Special Ops Aviation. So what you just highlighted is the heart and soul of what we're going to do. And this is going to be a great vehicle to honor those histories and inspire uh, the current generation and future generations through learning the history and, uh, you know, immersing themselves mm-hmm. in it.
1: So when when do we get to start? When does it start?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. So um, we've, we've some generous grants from the state, mm-hmm. the county, and the city of Clarksville last summer. Um, so we had to dust off some of the design because um, it was kind of on hold for about the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's been a lot of history made since then too. So True. we decided that we're going to expand this a bit to include some of that more contemporary history in Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, and now all across Europe in the case of, uh, of the division. Um, So we had to refine the design. And we put it out to bid with a couple of teams, uh, one of which has completed their estimate. And the second has an estimate process underway. Uh, We hope to hear from them in about two months or so. And uh, if they meet the mark in terms of roughly a 50,000 square foot phase one exhibit hall portion of the museum uh, for the amount of money that we have on hand. We hope to begin this year and uh, hope to have that first operational, that first phase operational exhibit space and museum uh, ready for the public in 2025.
0: You know, Katie, also, I think, right, that's the that's the physical space. But we also made a commitment to Governor Lee um, with the grant from the state that educational programs are going to be part of what we do with the museum. And we're not waiting for the new museum to be built for that. We're going to go ahead and start those educational programs now.
1: What does so that look like, the educational programs? So we're,
0: we're working with that, right? So we, we're meeting with um, Christian County uh, mm-hmm. schools in, in Kentucky, the Montgomery mm-hmm. County school system here. We're meeting with Austin Peay State University, Vanderbilt University, Middle Tennessee State University. Um, We want to partner with all of them to understand right from the teacher perspective, Mm -hmm. right from the administration perspective, what it is that our children need to be taught in civics and history. And we're going to design programs to support those learning objectives, both for Kentucky and Tennessee, and then also include, you know, world class speaker um, series as well that we can partner with some of the local universities in.
3: Well, once this that. is built that's a huge part of what the foundation will do and that's uh, you know and it's not going to be just uh, you know every October we get to do a field trip at the cool museum mm. on Fort Campbell we want to intersect and complement curriculum uh, have it as a venue where that curriculum is focused on history um, civics government uh, anything uh, national security the speaker series that Scott talked about we're going to put our shoulders into that as well and this will eventually be a great venue for that as also um, you know I've mentioned every Thing up to this point in terms of this Phase One exhibit hall. Um, once this gets going, our fundraising efforts will continue, and we want to build uh, a second phase of this thing that has a large public event space, uh, more classroom uh, space, and and just more mm-hmm. uh, utility for use for big events, speaking engagements, and things like that.
1: So, how much land do you guys have there for future expansion?
3: I think 33 acres is, oh, okay. is uh, it's, it's a great footprint. Uh, mm-hmm. It's right at the intersection of Tiny Town Road and 41A. Uh, it's an old housing area that was demoed uh, mm-hmm. probably 25, 30 years ago. Um, and we've done all the studies required to make sure it's a good buildable site and uh, you'll see it from 41A and uh, and we got plenty of room to expand uh, beyond the phase one to that second phase, the big event space that I talked about. And then eventually we want to make a large memorial field, uh, which will be a field of sorts where you can conduct ceremonies and things of that nature.
1: Oh, I love that. Well, because we know we're not done making history.
3: Right. <laughs> you know, there's
1: a lot of history yet to be made.
3: There is. Mm-hmm. Well, that was some of the, the
0: challenges, right, with the, the design of some of the displays that we have on hand. It, it doesn't cover the current conflict, mm-hmm. right? And, and the three units that Brian's mentioned repeatedly are all have significant roles in those conflicts, right? And so we want to be able to, to tell those stories and, and, and keep, right, this, this is living history, Right. not only what we're putting on display, but the ability to interact with these units and have yeah. those stories told, we, we need to keep capturing that, right? So we're, we're always thinking and looking to the future.
2: You know, you, you bring up a good point. You, you There's a lot of history, but the history of this project it has been going on over 30 years, and you're not just starting from scratch today. You have displays, and you have so many things ready to go once you build the building. So... Can you talk a little bit about about the things that you already have and yeah, how you're going
3: to get where you're that's going? A great, great point. So uh, we have what you see in Pratt Museum, um, you know those displays, and there's some pretty significant things in there. Uh, there's an iconic Nazi flag. Um, uh, displayed from an iconic, iconic uh, time photo uh, from the invasion of Normandy. So all those things are very important. But uh, we did get a federal grant uh, about 15 years ago now, I guess it was. And uh, it wasn't enough to build the museum. The leadership of the foundation and the museum leadership determined that the best use of that money would be to begin developing some world-class exhibits. Um, and those are housed in a about a 20,000, 25,000 square foot field, old field house on post right near the museum. Um, These are a series of chronology boards, a series of fundamental displays for weapons, artifacts, things of that nature, but also some what the historian calls tableaus, which is, as an example, an artillery crew in action in Vietnam on an actual artillery piece of that era, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it looks like they're in the process of firing it. Uh, We will have about seven or eight of those that really tell a story. Um, We mentioned that we were a little thin on 5th Special Special Forces Group in the 160th. Another thing we're trying to bring in there is going to be an iconic centerpiece of the museum, and that's an MH-47, one of the large special ops uh, Chinook helicopters. Um, oh, wow. To best, again, mm-hmm. reflect the history of all the units, not just uh, the 101st.
2: Wow. So, so you guys, um, as far as funding goes, you know, you've been raising money for years, and then you've partnered with uh, the state, city, uh, local governments. How has all that worked and helped kind of propel you yeah to to get where you're going
3: yeah so we're we're for the total cost of the total project as envisioned we're sort of about the halfway mark on fundraising mm-hmm. so this is yeah. a continuous effort we think once we start building this thing That'll kind of increase, yeah. and you'll see it coming out mm-hmm. of the ground and and, uh, and growing. Um, but it forced us to phase this thing. So we're going to have this first phase, which is the most important portion, the exhibit hall. Um, and uh, we're, we're pretty close uh, in terms of fundraising for that with what we have from the state, county, and city. Uh, we need about another seven $8 million mm-hmm. uh, to close that gap. Uh, again, we're getting other uh, construction companies to take a look at this, and maybe there's some room on the overall cost estimate as well so we're confident through a combination of multiple companies giving us bids to to execute it uh, competitive bids to execute it as well as uh, the immediate fundraising objectives to get this thing started and again that'll be that first phase then we got to raise you know about 15 million to build that second phase and then about another 10 million to complete all the outdoor exhibits the memorial field the parade field etc but the essential Exhibit mm-hmm. hall is what we're really focused on right now, and and we're uh, we're close.
0: Hey, Charlie, you know, I also think too, right? Those those partnerships. When you mentioned the city of Clarksville, Montgomery County, and the state of Tennessee, um, it, you know, it's, it's it's it's. I think it goes beyond the money, right? I think it's the, their commitment. They're they're um, seeing the same vision that we have, right? About educating, preserving our history, inspiring, right? I think we're all right in line. Uh, together, right? That we we want to impact, you know, the youth and, and other Americans here uh, in a positive way, right? By telling this story, because now we we know um, there's less and less people connected to our U.S. military these days, right? It's less than one percent of our population is serving right now. We're we're down to about seven percent of Americans being veterans, and and it has become a family business, right? That you know those that join, um, our our president and CEO shared a statistic the other day. About 84% of Americans that are joining the military have family members that are serving in the military or have served in the military, yeah. right? So so this is a way of just helping to educate and inspire, right, and, and to reach other people. And I think the state, city, and county have all been great partners in recognizing that vision.
1: Well, I was thinking a while ago when you were talking about using this to help educate our students in Kentucky and Tennessee, I, I thought, what an organic way to recruit as well. You know, because you're, you know, I would much rather my children learn from the source yeah. than from a textbook someone wrote that really doesn't, that wasn't there.
3: Well, that's part of the dynamic of why so mm-hmm. many military kids that up in the military, they see the Army, they know the Army, mm-hmm. they, they know it's an institution that is grounded in fundamental values and serving in the forces which protect your country and your way of life. There's no higher calling, in my opinion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And uh, to know us is to love us. And and to be able to go into this phenomenal museum and get this immersion experience is going to better educate uh, the public and they'll have a better understanding. And I think it will have a positive impact. It
1: should. Yeah, it should. If you, you know, to go in there and uh, to be proud of your country and the things that we fought for, I mean you
3: know yeah. you know what inspires me? like Wicked Eagles is coming up in May we should uh, yep. get the word out on that I know we already have but what really inspires me is when especially the Vietnam veterans that mm-hmm. weren't treated too well when they came mm-hmm. back from Vietnam my dad but was seeing, a Vietnam veteran yeah seeing a veteran of the 5th Special Forces group mm-hmm. uh, or, or the 101st uh, you know a, a, a fellow that spent all of maybe two and a half years of his life in the army yet he's still drawn and she's still drawn to come here to fort campbell to Mm -hmm. link up with old comrades to uh, see where they trained and and most importantly what they really have an unquenchable thirst for is meeting soldiers in their old outfit and seeing Mm -hmm. that their old unit is in good hands and uh you know this is going to be part of that experience as well because they'll be able to take their buddies and their families in and with those tableaus and these world-class displays just kind of rekindle memories of uh, what they did in the service and what they did in the 101st or fifth group or the 160th, and it's just inspiring to me.
1: Well, they'll get to show their families right. what they did instead of just telling them about it. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you know, we brought up uh, the partnerships with the state and, uh, and all that, and and the one thing I think the community needs to understand too, besides the great work that's going to happen out there, mm-hmm. is the tourism piece. And oh, yes. And I think I think the government. Entities see that they're they're not giving us money; they're investing in ourselves and in themselves to, you know,
0: encourage tourism. That that's absolutely right, right? And 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 we had those conversations with the city council, with the the county commission, mm-hmm. uh, and I think the state recognizes that as well, right? That th- this is an investment, and you know, there there will be a return because we are going to bring people here, whether they're veterans or just. Mm -hmm. Um, citizens, right. That want to come and learn and understand this and it'll become a destination, right? This is going to be uh, the largest military museum between Chicago and new Orleans, right. In our country here in in, uh, our region. And so it will be a wonderful destination and it will add to our community for sure.
3: And there's not a better place. There's no. just not. Mm-mm. You know, it's part of this explosion right now. I mean, you yeah. look at all the things growing here in Montgomery County and Clarksville with the You're event right. center downtown, with all the restaurants, mm-hmm. and how everything is just so vibrant and vitalized now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just going to add to that. And it's going to make it just a, a better experience for those that come to be able to enjoy all these things that, uh, that yeah. are growing like crazy across Clarksville and Montgomery County.
2: So you guys, you guys have some some bids out. You know, mm-hmm. you've you've talked about that. Do you anticipate having a groundbreaking date scheduled? Uh, I don't want to say like during this year, but the announcement.
3: Well, we, soon. Yep, um, we intend to update the public on the 24th of May um, in Cole Park Commons on the installation. Now, that's a special week. That's Week of the Eagles. Okay. Uh, it's the Wednesday of that week. Uh, that week, by the way, um, you know, it, it's first and foremost uh, to honor our fallen. It's the yeah. week right before yeah. Memorial Day, so there's some ceremonies that do that. But it's also an open house of sorts and a celebration, and uh, and there'll be sports competitions and uh, an opportunity to see the demonstration of an air assault uh, right out there at air assault school and just a bunch of great events and we're going to take that opportunity to uh, update a lot of the key folks and stakeholders and then update anybody and everybody that's there at fort campbell to come into Cole park commons and just lay out the timeline because at that point we will have selected uh, a construction company will have a bid Mm -hmm. Um, and then the variables again is if it meets the mark in terms of the money on hand Uh, we're going to proceed. If we have a bit of fundraising to do, we'll have a much clearer picture of what that timeline looks like. Our intent is this year to get going on it. We were hoping a little bit Mm -hmm. earlier than it's looking like, uh, but we still think it'll be done in 2025, that first phase. Uh, The timeline's just pushing in a little bit from the left side of the timeline. Yeah.
1: 2025 will be here before we know it. You know, when you mentioned aerosol, the demonstration a while ago, I thought my son's part of youth leadership. Right. So Mm -hmm. he was out there last month. He made me watch that video on YouTube (laughs) probably like four or five times. He came back just so excited about it. Yeah. From his day at Fort Campbell.
2: Yeah. I think, I think that's where we've got to touch all aspects of our community, not just, you know, people that know history, but people that need to learn the history and you guys, I've I've said this about general Winsky a million times when he's talking about history Just buckle up, because that's his wheelhouse, and and he's going to educate you on something. So,
1: Well, um, I'm excited about the museum, and I can't wait to hear more about it and and walk through those doors the first day it opens.
2: So uh, one one last question I have for you. Um, You know, people are going to hear this, and they're going to see more and more information. You guys will go visit civic clubs and -hmm. and companies and whatever, how can, how can they get with you schedule you, you know, just get in contact with
3: you? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, we'll, uh, We'll probably set something up on the website for exactly okay. that, okay. you know. All right. uh, that's we, good idea. we got a natural line of drift with the Military Affairs Committee and sure. Chamber of Commerce and stuff. And we, we uh, welcome every opportunity to talk to Leadership Tennessee, Leadership Clarksville, yep. all those types of groups. But you're right. Those are folks we're, we're, uh, that are pretty oriented generally yeah. to what we're doing. We got to get that spread mm-hmm. a little bit more. So that's a, that brings up a great point. That's
1: we'll where Chris Smith done. comes in over there.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Chris, Chris, keep us all connected, write some articles, and yep. we'll, we'll definitely keep, keep getting the word out as you uh, have
0: updates for yeah. us.
1: Well, we'll have to have you come back as we get closer and talk about the different phases and just keep people up to date on what's going on.
0: That sounds great. We'd love to.
1: Do you, is there anything else you want to say before we close today?
3: Just proud uh, to be able to continue to serve with Scott, with with uh, Mike Oates, with Pete Kinney, with our entire team. Um, everybody on this team has a passion for this. Mm-hmm. You know, if you add up all of our combined years of service at Fort Campbell, it probably is over a hundred years. Oh wow! Uh, my my time here spans five decades and. Fort Campbell and Clarksville, my, my kids grew up here. They went to school here. Uh, they're great Americans because of the values of this community and stuff. And uh, we're just committed to getting this thing done, having it be a centerpiece of uh, this great community and uh, having it be a draw for, for folks that have called yeah. Fort Campbell home at some point or another to be able to come back and just kind of reflect on, the, on their service and inspire future generations.
1: Well, we we know you know that we're very grateful for your serving and what you did for our country. But I'm even more grateful that you chose to stay in Clarksville. Yeah, because that's I so, mean you're going to be you're going to continue to do wonderful things.
0: That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't here as long as Brian, but but we have been here for about 18 years now, mm-hmm. and um and that was one of the things where I, I deployed to combat six times uh, from Fort Campbell and left my family here in this community every time, right? And I I definitely believe that the village of Mm -hmm. Clarksville-Montgomery County, the Fort Campbell community, helped raise my children. And this is an opportunity for me to give back, right? That's why Jen and I are still here. We want to contribute, give back to this community. And I think this is a project that will on Mm -hmm. so many different levels in so many different ways, right? So it's just a wonderful opportunity.
1: Well, we're blessed you chose to stay, so thank you.
0: Appreciate it. All right. Thank y'all for being here. Thanks a lot. All right. Subscribe to Clarksville's conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a
3: single conversation.